This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to the Winners Coming Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Razor, and I'm here with Editor-in-Chief of Winners Coming, Dan Selke. Dan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic. Um, we're, like, I think we're we're in Chicago. It's week four, I want to say, of quarantine, mm-hmm. official quarantine, and I feel great. That's good. Be, are you going star crazy? Because I know, unlike me, who works from home 24-7, you, are, you actually have an office to go to. I did, and I mean, I, at for, like, by the way, I was one of the last people to not, to, to, like, stop going. I was there, like, two days after everyone else had stopped going in, and then you I was like, okay, I, I probably shouldn't, I really am. But now, I've gotten used to this, and it's rather nice. Now, I don't mind. The real question now, is, have you chosen days to just stay in your PJs, or do you get up and get dressed? What's, what's the uh, work attire for you now that okay. you're from home? I, I dress exactly as I did every day before. And I, I got to tell you, like, I, I'm hearing all these things like, are you wearing pants? Who's not wearing pants? not wearing pants. I don't it, – it's like I don't understand the assumption there that people would just not wear pants if not given the option. I would wear pants even so. Pants are nice. I like pants. I look good in pants. So, yeah, I, I've never once considered not wearing pants. They're comfortable. I like jeans. So – and by the way – it's not like I'm in a dress shirt or anything, <laughs> like a T-shirt and jeans, and people will act like, oh, how could you even get your pants on for that? Like, it's not that hard, guy. It takes me three seconds. That's the biggest thing I've been noticing from people online is everybody that's had to go home and shelter in place. Like, I've already been working from home, so I have to get up and get dressed. If I don't get up and have a routine, then I'm not really worth a damn. So I so have to have a routine. You are a pants guy, so you are wearing the pants throughout the day? I have to, man, because first of all, number one, I keep it really fucking cold in this house. Like it's really cold. My wife and I love the cold, right? All so right, it's cool. always cold in our house. And if I don't wear pants, I'm freezing. My knees are like knocking. They're so cold. So that's also uh, a good point. I mean, yeah. that's cost effective to wear pants and clothes, even if you don't necessarily have to. And yeah. what if you live with other people? I mean, they don't want to see all that. I'm just no, saying. I think the whole 
no one should wear pants phenomenon is a bit overblown. And that's my piece on that. Okay, well, here's the other question. How's your facial hair grooming? Is your, are, you, are you keeping a, a nice little fade in the haircut? Are you shaving the, the goatee or the beard or whatever's going on? The beard is fine. The head hair is the problem. It's getting yeah. way too long, and um, all the barber shops are closed. I'm considering finding, like, a black market barber. You know, I'm not kidding. Like, considering, like, <laughs> finding somebody to, I don't know, to, like, go around the corner or, like, to come in the car and do it. Like, they're... they're, they're, they're must be an out of work barber out there who is willing to cut my hair in like a like magneto sealed area where nothing could in or out something like that. Like a just a I'm not kidding. I huge hazmat that. suit. I yeah. mean, if they wear a hazmat suit and you're just sitting there in a barber chair wearing a mask and gloves, you should be okay. I think everything would be all right. I think it's fine. I don't know. My hair is way too long right now. My beard's fine. Thank you for asking. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I've i kind of let mine grow out a little bit in solidarity with a lot of my friends online who've been like, oh, man, I don't feel like shaving today. It's like two weeks I've been inside. And I, well, I always shave my head and I do it myself. So it's like, OK, right. I, that doesn't bother me. So but yeah, the facial hair is the thing I have to keep in check. But I don't know, man, I, I need I need to get back to cutting the facial hair because it's kind of I kind of look like a billy goat right now. And it's it's not it's not a pleasant aesthetic. How long is your facial hair? Like I would say your beard, or is it just like you know? No, I I can't grow hair very well. Um, I don't sure. know what it is in my family DNA that doesn't allow me to grow facial hair very well. But I do have a bit of a chin growth, and it's like maybe a couple <laughs> inches long, and it's too long for me. It already tickles me and bothers me, so I'm probably going to shave it tomorrow or something. Go ahead. So. My beard's actually really easy to maintain because it, it doesn't grow very long. My own family have said that, that I look like Satan. It's kind of like a goatee little beard that I got. Um, all I do is, like, shave it down with an electric thing, and it's it's fine. So mine's super easy, so I'm loving that. But the top of the hair, no. Awful. Yeah. Got to go. I don't do about it. Yeah. So you guys that go to the barbershop, I've seen that a lot. Like, even Ryan Reynolds was like, I can't go to the barbershop. My wife's going to try to cut my hair tomorrow, and I'm really terrified about it. So Disaster, yeah. I could try that. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get into uh, – well, first of all, before I want to stay uh, – before we start, I want to say I want to echo what Samuel Jackson said in his little video, his delightful video from last week. If you're getting out, please stay the fuck at home, you guys. I hope you're sheltering in place and staying safe and quarantine, washing your hands for what is it, the entire alphabet, 20 seconds or something like that. Keep your hands clean. Don't touch your face and uh, stay the fuck at home. Anyway, before we get into uh, our other topics tonight – Dan and I uh, are going to be talking about everybody's favorite apocalyptic uh, robot show, Westworld Season 3. And um, I'm sure we have opinions that you may either agree with or just plain out hate us for saying it, but we're going to talk about it. So tonight, Dan, let's get this kicked off right. Um, I've kind of enjoyed Westworld Season 3, but I'm also the guy uh, on the website that everybody acknowledges as a big happy puppy dog who enjoys every show that comes (laughs) on ever. That being said... I kind of got bored with like episode three, but enjoyed Gone. episode four. So, what, what's your take on season three so far? I think it's been okay. Um, I haven't been enraptured by it. Um, yeah. I haven't hated it. I mean, they've it's simpler. I like that they've gone back to. Well, I guess no. I, I, I like that they have embraced the idea of telling a story chronologically. You know, there's no that I know of crazy timeline shenanigans, um, but. In a way, that's also what kind of exposed that maybe like without the crazy timeline shenanigans, it's a little simple. Like the, mm. there's, not a, there's not a ton going on. 
like you have Dolores trying to do, and they're still being vague. Like even when they <laughs> last season, my whole bugaboo, I'm just that's a word I just said, was that like they it. kept on being like, I, I I never knew what they wanted. They were saying like, we got to reach the valley beyond and open the door and get to the forge, and they never fucking told you what that stuff meant. I'm still not entirely sure. Like, now, like, things... And that drove me... The entire season was like that. And it was like, I can't get invested with you if you don't, like, give me some basic info. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, it's more simple. I have a better idea. But with Dolores in particular, she's still like, I'm gonna cause a revolution. I'm gonna, you know, free everybody. And you're like, bitch, what do you mean? And I'm gonna gonna talk in this really husky, ominous voice the entire time. Like, no one... Actually, it's mostly Dolores. Like, just has this aversion to saying what they mean, and it, it is a little irritating. It's it's better this time because I do think that they've done a better job of kind of establishing what we're looking for here. Like, what do the characters want? Dolores wants to do anything from just topple those in power to possibly kill all humans. I wish it were more specific, but at least it's 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 much better than find the door, which didn't mean a goddamn thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the other characters are in conflict with her. It's going a little slow, but I like it better. I, I still love the production, obviously. It's very well done, very moody, um, very open. The music's obviously great. The music is well. terrific, yeah. I, I love music. You can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with, can't go wrong with Ramin Jawadi. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it better, but there are still things that are kind of tripping me up about it. Mm. Well, uh, Corey Fellin just jumped, uh, joined us. So, Corey, whenever you want to chime in here, go ahead. Uh, but I know that you had problems. Uh, you aren't, you haven't even watched this season yet, have you? I don't think I will. You don't think you will? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not good enough to get back in. It is not a return to form of season one. I'll say that. Season two is, season two is bad enough that – and, again, it takes a lot. I think I've said this before. A lot for me to bail on a show – once I get invested in the characters, and I would say at the end of season one, I was heavily invested mm-hmm. in the characters. And by the end of season two, the only character I gave a shit about was um, Akichita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he, went in, he went into the door, and he no. wasn't coming back. So I was like, all right, well, then I guess I, guess I don't care about anybody anymore. Uh, now, I, I'm not surprised to hear that season three is... Slower and Dan, I, th- I really feel like you hit the nail on the head when you say this show is hiding its simplicity with yes, just bloated nonsense. <laughs> is that is that a, I, I, a is that a, a systemic problem uh, from like shows like its grandfather like Lost, who really hid a lot of its complexities in time jumps and uh, smoke and mirrors, literal smoke monsters and mirrors. Like, is that something that's happening with Westworld right now? Like, we just the, everything's been removed, and all you've got is Aaron Paul and Evan Rachel Wood, basically. Like, they took all the characters out of this show. Is that I mean, you think like, that's what still around, Bernard's still around, Ashley's still Barely. Barely. Not really. They're in there. I mean, and, and now they have uh, Charlotte Hale. Like, they have a cast, and, and the actors are good. And I, I, I do think it's better, because, like, we're trying to get into, you know, I, I like Bernard and Ashley's little um, back and forth. Maeve the is always... Uh, yeah, you know, that, they can't hard to go wrong with that. Maeve's always fun to watch, but and, and you know her, her dialogue is much it's looser. So I like someone on the show needs a sense of humor, and like so little few of them have it. At least she has yeah. that. 
I don't hate it when she's on the screen. I also don't like that they're doing a lot of, like, MacGuffin plotting, you know? <laughs> like, Maeve, like, there has to be, like, a key or a system they have to go after. Like, no one's acting because they just want something. Like, you know, Maeve is going after, there's a key in Dolores' head. Of course there's a goddamn key in Dolores' head, isn't there? You gotta go find it. Or, like, Dolores has to get into the, the system, Raboham, which is a horrible name for a computer, by the way. Dumb, dumb name. <laughs> Um, I'm sure it's like a, a reference to a centaur or something from mythology or whatever, but it's just it's a bad name. It, 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 I think it's from it, the Bible, actually. I'm not surprised. You know it's some like high-minded thing they thought of, and like, no one will get this reference. I hate it. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that. I think the Dolores Caleb stuff is, is, is like, t- touches on interesting topics. You know, the whole um, your life is determined through algorithms and all that. Like, there's interesting stuff there, but... It's it's still kind of overwritten, and yeah, I, I think Corey Thone's right that it does. It's it's not as like the, the whole idea is, is to get invested in this complex story, but when you kind of take away the the time jumpy stuff, it's it's not really that complex. And then you have kind of a a bit of bloat going on. It has yeah. been pretty going pretty slowly, and all well, that I I I I am kind of enjoying watching it, even though I just really laced into it. It's better. It's fine. It's interesting. It's entertaining. It's um, when I'm watching it, I'm more or less entertained, but it's it doesn't have a hold on me it used to. You know the problem with I I think I know, maybe it's just me searching out reasons to really really like this show because I really want to like it. I really really want to like it, but um, the difference between Westworld now compared to Westworld of seasons past is the fact that it's not playing in between seasons of, of Game of Thrones, it's not the other flagship sure. show it was in season one. It's just a show that's trying to carry the weight for HBO and it's not they're not doing the job, right? So like what what can we do? You know, how can I like this show? It's not really what it used to be. Um what do you think of Aaron Paul's performance so far? Because I think he's too muted in this like he's not the your usual Aaron Paul. I mean, no one in Westworld is excited and happy to be here. They're, they're, they're all muted and downtrodden and sad. Um, <laughs> That's so true. Except for Mark Fontel, who plays Giggles, oh. or whatever his name is. Giggles? Yeah, the guy, the guy that wears the t-shirt that lights it up whenever he's in a certain mood. You know, the guy from the first episode, Mark Fontel, he's a former NFL player. Come oh, on, yeah, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. He plays Giggles or Skittles yeah, or... It, if he comes back, uh, yeah, great. I'd love to see him again. I forgot about him. Um, I think he does sad sack well. You know, he has that uh, puppy dog face and, like, the sad receding hairline of the depressed eyes. Uh, I, I, I can buy him as a, um, a man who has been a mediocrity all his life and is grappling with always being such. Sure, I buy it. He kind of feels like Jesse Pinkman from El Camino in Westworld. Yeah, like that's, a little bit. He's not as smart. Yeah, he's not as smart, and he's just really sad. You're right. Like he's, <laughs> I, I watched you know, in episode three. The, to me, the, to me, I thought episode three was the boring, the most boring episode of the season. Like where him and Dolores take these long, sweeping walks through the city, and they end up on that that uh, pier, and she's like. She's like, you know, you're going to kill yourself, so you want to join my my robot uprising, basically. And I'm just like, what is going on here? I don't get it. And don't, that's I supposed hate... to be, like, a really key moment, right? That's supposed to be, like, a, a big character moment. I yeah. thought, like, 
Uh, yeah, the, the, there's just something about Dolores scenes where she's she's just too clinical to like really grab me. I mean, and that's a shame for Evan Rachel Wood, who's a really phenomenal actress. That just really sucks. So yeah, um, and, and again, I, I keep like having to come back to it and saying like I am watching it. I don't actually hate it, um, but it's I, I I think the time when it's going to be like a great series that it, <laughs> it, it it's 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 taken that off ramp. It's that, that that that's not happening. Well, before we jump off of the Westworld topic, Corey Smith, you did just join us, and I want to say congratulations and kudos to you for uh, joining so early and figuring out your internet situation. I'm sure the extra time home has given you time to work that out. Um, so you are a huge fan of Westworld. Tell me what you think of this season. And that that show's still on. Oh man, I just know I. Season two is too much for me. It's like, I don't know. And from what y'all are saying, doesn't sound like anything's changed except for the scenery. And yeah, no thanks. It just, it got to be too much. If I have to look at graphs and charts and, and you know, do five hours of research to figure out what timeline I'm watching, it's just no thanks. And y'all, I, I mean, I've only been on for five seconds and y'all already mentioned that Dolores' scenes just drag. And it's just like, good God. It's like, um, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but when we talk about what shows we're watching in uh, quarantine, but uh, yeah. everybody here has seen Justified, right? <laughs> I was hoping you'd mention that, yeah. Okay, so Boyd Crowder, great, fantastic character, but uses 20 words when five would do, and that's that's the same thing that Dolores does, except for she's just not as fun about it. So, yeah, I I didn't even picked this i mean i'm we're in quarantine and i haven't picked the show up for the third season so yeah no thanks okay i so liked Dan... her in the first episode when she was going like full terminator on some of those yeah. dudes like i do like the aesthetics a lot like the, the way that she's a human queen obviously but, the, the, but they really like like just make her so sleek looking with the hair and like the exactly cut dresses like she does look like a robot woman and she does like kind of give the intimidation factor I think she's doing a good job. It's just um, the material's yeah. hard to. It's it's, it's no, like a, it's not. Yeah, it's not. I like. I hate. I'm, I never want to like trash performers because yeah, it's clear she she can act. And the, I mean, the first two seasons were beautifully shot, but yeah, I mean, the, like you said, the material. So is just, this one. It is pretty pretty. Yeah, I mean, it's just the material is just like I can only listen to that kind of dialogue so long before I'm rolling my eyes. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, sorry. So, okay, it is let's, uh, this season, but okay, yeah, we're, we're we're good. I will say this, um, Dan. I have to ask you because the first three episodes to me were just hit and miss, hit and miss. Scenes that were good, scenes that were bad, that kind of stuff. Um, but to me, episode four was the best of the season so far. Like we got the whole reveal, but Dolores is everybody. And while that was kind of a nice surprise reveal, it wasn't my favorite. I was like, why is Dolores everybody? You could have brought in, you could have brought in people like. Um, you know, Clementine back, you could have brought Angela back, although I think she killed herself in season two at the Forge and she can't come back or something like that. I don't know. But you brought back Musashi and you didn't bring back his Pearl, you brought back Dolores. I mean, it's kind of like this whole backwards thing. Like, I just, I don't like that, that whole reveal. But Evan Rachel Wood had some of her best scenes of the season, probably in two, two seasons, because not only did she kick that guy's ass, uh, Ashley Stubbs, she kicked Ashley Stubbs' ass in that one fight scene. But that whole thing where they were in that, um, whatever that 
thing they were in where people were like basically standing up there and like you know being bit on and the eyes wide shut party yeah the eyes wide shut party basically they they've had they they had that last season too didn't they when they or that was season one. They Best, walked in like good shorthand for decadent rich people stuff. Decadent rich, like I was expecting everybody to be painted gold, like that scene from Pariah in season one. But anyway, um, yeah, so you had that going on. But when she walked past one of the that guys, one of that Liam's guys, her fr- his friends, and she tapped her forehead like, ah, think about it. That was kind of a cool scene. Other than that, um, I can't say that I'm really that impressed with this season. I hope that it gets better. I'm waiting. I'm ready for the Maeve. Versus Dolores showdown. Sure. I want to see how the, I want to see how that works out. I want to see why Dolores has to rebuild her body and why Caleb Aaron Paul has to help her rebuild it. I want to see all that go down. Um, I'm not really invested in Ciroc as a bad guy. I don't, you know, mm. Vincent Castle's a very good actor and I enjoy him, but he's not really pulling it for me. And uh, you know, you have Fanny Newton who plays or Tammy Newton who plays Maeve, um, who won uh, Best Supporting Actress for her role as Maeve in season two. And she's really kind of been off the radar. And I think maybe that's Tessa Thompson's role to win this year. If they get nominated, I think she'll probably win a best supporting actress because she's really killing it as Charlotte Hill or Dolores as Charlotte Hill, whatever. She was very good in in that episode. Yeah. Actually, this is the first season, kind of the first time ever, frankly, that I've really been impressed with Tessa Thompson. I know she's really like popular with some people and I've always kind of been like, really? But I will say uh, this season she's been she she's been quite good. I mean, I like her as Valkyrie in the uh, MCU movies. She's pretty I good there. Fine as Valkyrie, and I, I don't know. I never got like hot damn Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. But I thought she was <laughs> really really good. I, I love the bit where she was like you know pretending to be the mother of the son, and she's clearly not doing it quite right. Um, that was pretty effective. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's move on from the West. Unless you've got something yeah. else to say about Westworld, we don't have to talk about that anymore. I think, um, I, I think we're solid. Thank God. <laughs> Let's talk about um, another show that nobody's watching except for Corey Thone and myself. Um, the Clone Wars Season 7. Thone, I hope you're on for this. I hope you're ready to get into some of the cool stuff about this season. Um, let's talk about what we're most excited about with um, Ahsoka's storyline. And we've, we've only got like five episodes left, by the way. This is a 12-episode last season. We're at like episode eight, I believe, this Friday. So we're we're only got five episodes left, and we're about to head down to the siege of Mandalore with Darth Maul. So what do you think of the season so far? And are you excited about Ahsoka's storyline? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I, I'm excited to see her. I'm, I'm she takes part in the siege of Mandalore, which you know I'm still getting into the extended universe, the the lore of everything. So I'm excited to see some of that play out um and obviously with her you know being cast rosario dawson being cast as ahsoka in the mandalorian so live action ahsoka which is you know fucking awesome uh you know we yeah i'm excited to see where she's going uh i don't love the two new people they're kind of annoying but uh, (laughs) oh the sisters the martez sisters the the martez sisters which is just like someone doing like rosie perez impressions but it's it's uh (laughs) I mean, I get, I see where it's going. It's fine, uh, but like, it's yeah. The show, I'm, I'm interested in it. I, I think, um, what's a good way to put it? We need to get some more Jedi stuff happening. We've had our little Ahsoka arc, so let's get into Mandalore and the yes. Jedi and everything. Let's let's get in there because that's uh, that's what we all really want to see. 
I'm I'm excited though about I've enjoyed every episode so far. So it's been good. I think my favorite part. Okay, I I agree with you. The Martez sisters are kind of annoying. It's kind of a. I wish we didn't spend four episodes on this whole side arc, but um, I, I enjoyed the first episode of Ahsoka's arc where she uh, passed by that Republic ship and she sensed uh, Anakin Skywalker was in there. That was a kind. Of, that was a nice little touching moment. And then um, so far, like now that they've been with the Pike Syndicate, you know, she's kind of had to use her Force powers a little bit. What got me excited last episode was when she ran into Bo-Katan and Ursa Wren, the Mandalorian Night Owls, Night Owl sisters. That was badass, and they're going to play a big part in this coming up episode on Friday. Um, are you excited to see the Mandalorians jump in? Duh. The Mandalore is a really cool... <laughs> yeah. Every, every bit of Mandalorian that we've seen between the animated and the Mandalorian is... Like, oh wow, this is this is all really cool shit. So I'm excited for it. Um I'm excited for the 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 siege of Man is it called the Siege of Mandalore or the, yeah. the Battle of Man I don't know what they call it. Um Yeah, well yeah, because the Republic has to come back and try to take the sit take the planet back from Maul Maul and and his shadow collective or whatever. Right. So they're they're laying siege to the planet to get rid of Maul. Which I guess they they must succeed because maul escapes to dathomir right yeah because that's that's part of the whole uh han the solo of star wars story thing whenever he's talking to uh kira who played was played by emily clark he tells her to come to dathomir which by the way is the place where the dark saber was hidden probably by darth maul but you know the thing about a lot of people are getting confused about it's another whole timeline jump back and forth thing is Season six of the Clone Wars, which you know was a great, great season, or season five actually. This happened in season five of the Clone Wars. Um, Maul killed the Duchess of Mandalore, um, mm-hmm. Satine, and yep. but then they they went into season six and they did the whole thing where Yoda goes on a spiritual journey to learn how to become one with the Force, blah blah blah. And they didn't, they weren't able to finish season six, and in season six was when they were going to have the siege of Mandalore. So that, during that whole time, you've got Maul escaping from Darth Sidious, our Emperor Palpatine, and he escapes, and he gets the dark saber back, and he fights for control of Mandalore again. Blah blah blah. And then, um, then you have Revenge of the Sith in Order sixty six. So what I'm hoping it, that we get is Ahsoka, because they they have their big showdown between Ahsoka and Maul. And I know you remember this in Star Wars Rebels, the finale of Star Wars Rebels season two, whenever he calls her Lady Tano and calls her a part time Jedi, he's taunting her based on what happened in the Siege of Mandalore. Um, so I'm really excited to see how all of that plays out. Like, I'm really just like I want I, that's the part that I always wanted to know. Like, you know, the prequels, you and I talked about this our last podcast what, about 10 years ago. Um how the prequels, a lot of people love the prequels, a lot of people hate the prequels, and it's a big thing online going, you know, if you don't love the prequels, you don't love Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. If you if you pay attention to, like, you know, you and I talked about the Clone Wars and the Star Wars Rebels really kind of were way better than the prequel movies ever were, right? Like, that's kind of yeah. something a lot of people agree on. So if you take if you take those animated shows and you look at everything that happened, it provides a lot of exposition and a lot of filler story for what we didn't get to see in the movies. And what I want to see is how the Siege of Mandalore leads right into, because Anakin and Obi-Wan don't join Ahsoka for the Siege of Mandalore because they're freeing Palpatine, who's been captured by Dooku. And that's the beginning of Revenge of the Sith. 
So what I'm hoping what Dave Filoni does with the very last episode of The Clone Wars is shows us Anakin's turn to the dark side. That would be kind of badass. You know what I'm saying? You done? Please go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry, all, that sounds, all that sounds fine. I uh, The timeline of Clone Wars really is hard to follow because I do all these flashbacks and, and stuff. But yeah, I I didn't know that Anakin and Obi-Wan weren't going to take part in the Siege of Mandalore. So Not of... for the meaty part. They get, they get recalled by the Jedi Order to go free Palpatine. So they're there um, first. Yeah, she um they ask either they ask Ahsoka or the or the Mandalorians bring her there. That's the part I'm not I'm kind of confused about. But she gets her lightsabers back. Remember she turned her lightsabers in. She doesn't have them. So they bring her lightsabers back to her for the siege of Mandalore. Basically she's a free agent when yeah. the whole thing starts. So But then in Rebels she has white lightsabers. Yeah, you know how she did that? This is a side story. She she took Sith blades that were red the the red whatever crystals and mm-hmm. she turned them back to like the whole new canon and this is not part of the old canon but the new canon is or the extended universe but the new canon is a sith takes a lightsaber crystal and he steals it from a jedi lightsaber blade right and yep. he has to kill the jedi and he takes that crystal and he uses the force and it's called bleeding the crystal and he bleeds it and turns it red and that's how come that's how a sith uh crystals made so Ahsoka goes on this whole journey, and it's in the book. There's a book about Ahsoka out right now. Um, it came out two years ago, I believe, and it's worth reading. But it's it. She takes and she goes on this big journey, and she learns how to re like reinvigorate the crystals. And they turn instead of turning back to blue or green, they turn to white, which is pure, you know, whatever, pure light side. So she's basically getting off the white. Okay. Much. All right. Great. Anyway, yeah, I'm really excited. Stuff. Obviously, I'm excited for it. Uh, I don't know as much about all that stuff as you, but I'm really enjoying the uh, Clone Wars final season. And yeah, I'm excited for anything to do with Ahsoka. She is still probably the best developed female character in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and, and so getting her live action is going to be great. What do you think? Uh, you mentioned this earlier. What do you think about Rosario Dawson playing Ahsoka? What's your thoughts on that? I think it's a pretty good cast. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how old Ahsoka is supposed to be in Mandalorian time because Mandalorian is is post. Uh, it takes Rise five. Of... Yeah, five years after the um, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. There's too many rises and returns and stuff. <laughs> there um, really is. So it's five years post return, so it's, but it's before the Force Awakens by how many years? About thirty, right? Thirty is that long? Nineteen or twenty? So between nineteen and thirty, I guess. I okay, know I'm so, way off. It's between. So, that. so where does where's Rebels fall on that? Rebels timeline? falls before it falls before um, a New Hope. So Reb- you've got no Rebels a New Hope. It's Rebel no, starts before a New Hope. No, Rebels cannot fall before a New Hope. Okay, Rebel starts before a New Hope, and then it ends right before the Battle of Endor and the Return of the Jedi. Because if you look at you look at the first season of Rebels, that's all. Um, Kanan Jarrus is hiding who he is, right? Because he's a he's a Jedi Padawan that fled the, the Temple destruction and all that stuff. And um, you still got the Obi Wan Kenobi looking 
with a with a full brown beard, not gray. And yeah. then by the time you get to the end of Star Wars Rebels, Obi Wan's got gray hair. Everybody's grown up. Kanan's dead, and you've got I don't know. You've got like probably about five or six months before the Battle of Endor, because in the in the epilogue for Star Wars Rebels, Sabine talks about how the Battle of Lothal happened right before the Battle of Endor. Okay. So it happened. Yeah, so it ends right before the the return of the Jedi. So Ahsoka's still around. She's just we don't know where she's at. She's looking for Ezra somewhere. Okay, yeah. Huh. I wonder if Ezra will be in Mandalorian. Man, <laughs> wouldn't that be so surprisingly badass if Ezra just shows Maybe. up? Maybe the thing about the I mean, you're already adding Ahsoka, so you're taking away kind of the one thing about Mandalorian that really set it apart is that there's no like force stuff. It's all just yeah. People. So. They kind of opened that door though when they put they brought the dark saber in last season. No, no they totally did. They got, they totally and they got did. Baby Yoda who uses the force all the time. So. That's true. I guess Baby Yoda does the force, but he doesn't really know how to wield it necessarily. But anyway, all right. I think we've talked about that enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan and Corey Smith has to said a goddamn thing this entire conversation. That's been the best part of this, but I feel like we have to move on. So. <laughs> I've been doing the dishes and sweeping, and you know, I was doing my taxes. Yeah, I'm the experts. <laughs> I was. I, just think I that... do like that Mandalorian doesn't have any kind of connection to the greater Star Wars world, but I think that was, like you said, kind of inevitably not going to stay that way. So, as long as it's good, I'm in. As long as they don't bring in like the Skywalker yeah, but... legacy characters. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, just bringing in uh, Ashoka does doesn't necessarily connect it to the Skywalkers and Palpatine and all that, right? I mean, it's a yeah, because closer. I mean, I understand she's a force, she's a Jedi and whatnot, but I'm just saying it doesn't. She's kind of always done her own thing and had her own storyline, right? Yeah, and and she also and knows still, Anakin, right? Like I mentioned, she knows. Like, yeah, her. My, she's my Anakin's best friend. Anakin would have done this. She's Anakin's. Yeah, she's Anakin's Padawan, but she also in the Rise of Skywalker, um, Ashley Eckstein actually Eckstein actually provided a voice cameo in that scene where. Ray calls the other Jedi to her before she kills Palpatine. Um, Ahsoka's voice can be heard, and it's heard. It's mixed in with Luke's voice. So at some point, and that's the whole. That's been the speculation of Star Wars fans on Reddit for years now. Is at some point Ahsoka would have to have come across uh, Luke Skywalker because she knows Obi Wan's on Tatooine. Obi Wan, she's very familiar with Obi Wan. Um, they went on several missions together with Anakin and all that kind of stuff. So she knows who all those people are. And she's got to know that Obi Wan's protecting, you know, Anakin's kid. So you know, there's there's all these weird connections that I hope don't come into play for the Mandalorian because you're right. One of my favorite things about the Mandalorian is we don't have to get mired down in the Skywalker legacy characters. I don't need to see Han Solo. I don't need to see Princess Leia. I don't need to see Chewbacca, and I really don't need to see Luke Skywalker. Those characters are great in their movies. I don't need to see them in a show. About Mandalorian bounty hunters and and all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, you want to bring in Ahsoka? Fine, I think it's time. She she deserves her own she deserves her own series. I'd watch her own series. You want to bring in Sabine Wren because her and Sabine went on a mission at the end of Star Wars Rebels? Hell yeah, fuck yes, do that. But keep out the other guys. You don't have to do that all the time. It's kind of like eh. Anyway, um, so let's move on to our final topic of the night. What shows and movies are we watching while we're sheltered in place, quarantining, 
this whole thing out. I don't know if it's a word quarantining, but we're gonna uh we're yeah. going to talk about that kind of stuff. I don't know, like uh you know, um Smith, since you haven't really got to add much to this whole thing, uh what's what I know you're already watching Justify it, and trust me, we can definitely talk Justify it tonight if you want to. I'm here for this. Um, but what other stuff have you been into since you've been locked away at home? How long have you been locked away at home, by the way? Uh, it's, it's off and on. I mean, um, I kind of been doing some half days at work and stuff like that, but for about three weeks now, daycare has been closed. So we're home with a two and a half year old and a, and a seven month old, and they are both insane. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so um at night i get two hours so i get to watch two episodes of something um i've been watching <laughs> justified i'm i'm um just a couple episodes into the final season um so i've been mm. enjoying that uh i've been ke- keeping up with better call saul which is oh are they killing it? this season is amazing that's the best show on tv right now like um i haven't seen westworld whatever but it, that show is fucking phenomenal, and I could literally watch like twenty seasons of Saul and Kim. Just their relationship is so incredible to watch, and I love that show. Uh, just give I me mean, Bob Odenkirk running a hustle on somebody for like yeah, an hour. Yeah, I mean it, it's just it's just freaking amazing, and and it's just I could I could just watch it every. Week. I mean it's it's such great TV, um, and I'm excited that to see where it kind of goes. And I, I've always said, I like that show better than breaking bad, um, which I know is kind of controversial, but I just, I think that the relationships on better call Saul are just so, so interesting to watch. So watching that walking dead every once in a while, um, it hasn't been too bad. Um, season has so been pretty good. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty good. It's been fun to to see where it's going. I I hate every it feels like every other week somebody from AMC talks about how they're going to run that show for another 20 years or something. And I'm just like, good god. I mean, it's good this year and it's it was good last year. Season 9 was pretty good, but at a certain point, I mean, if you know, why don't you go out on a high note? Like if you're doing really well like because it's AMC, they don't know how to do that. I guess. I mean, they ended Mad Men, and they ended. I mean, how many Breaking Bad? Se- yeah, there's only five seasons of Breaking Bad, right? Five yeah, days. but I don't know why they ended Breaking Bad on five seasons. I don't know if that was the plan or not. But Mad Men, I think, arguably could have done with that entire last without that entire last season. I hated the last season of Mad Men. But that's my point. I mean, like, just like, but. I mean, the same thing. I mean, you're t- you're talking. We're ten seasons into Walking Dead. I mean, how many shows go that yeah. long, regardless of how good they are? I mean, at a certain Modern point, Family. Okay, si- sitcoms are different because they don't <laughs> generally involve very much plot. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you've got a plot-intensive show, a drama, like, how long can you keep it going? Is my point. So. Anyways, so I've been watching that, and then I started rewatching uh, The Last Kingdom because that the fourth season of that comes out uh, towards the end of the month on April 26th. Um, so yeah, so I'm just ju- justified. I've been blasting through that quite a bit, and I, I have. I, I'm not quite the fan. I think maybe you and, and Thone are, but I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. 
Pone, what do you think about uh, our boy Smith watching Justified and getting cut? He's in the last season now. I honestly, I would love to sit here and pretend like I'm the expert on Justified and go like, oh yeah, that last season, you're you're about to come into this, blah, blah, blah. But I can't remember much from the last season. Uh, I like the last season a lot. I actually rewatched it. That's one of the things that I, right when lockdown for me started, which, let me look at a calendar, I have to... Uh, my last day at the office was March 20th, and I've gone in hmm. like twice since then. I've been working remote ever since. So I rewatched season two, three, four, and six of Justified that first week and a half or so. I wouldn't say I watched it super intently. It was on while I was working, but I, you know I've seen it a few times through at this point. Uh, season six is great. You get um, Sam Elliott coming on board as Avery Markham, along with oh yeah, um, Garrett Dilling Dilla Dillahunt. Is that his name? Garrett Dillahunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Dillahunt. Yeah, he's great. Um, his character, you know, doesn't really do a lot. It's uh, but he's part of Markham's gang, I guess. And of course, you still have Mary Steenburgen, who was in season five, who's great and. Uh, yeah, it's really good. It's got a great ending to it. You get more Loretta, and you get that crazy guy Boone, who was also in Westworld in season one uh, as the Confederate leader. Of oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, he's he he he's one of those guys that I don't think he can drop that accent. So I think he's kind of <laughs> stuck <laughs> playing weird because he also is a kind of unique looking guy. So. I think he's going to be playing those characters for a while. I could talk Justified for a while. I don't really think we should because it's been out for a long time and nobody really gives a shit. Not that anybody's really listening anyway. But well, <laughs> can, can I just say? Can I just say really quick? Um, yeah. Can we just put everything on hold? ISIS has just joined us for the first time in like I don't know four or five <laughs> months. Guys, you don't really understand Finally. what kind of blessing we have been blessed with her presence. ISIS, how are you doing this evening? What's up, my brother? <laughs> okay, um, I know it's been a minute that you that I have graced your podcast, uh, but you have been missed, and I know you have missed me all. But I would only I hear the eyes if it was. I hear the eyes I would only do it if it was for a special occasion, and what the special occasion was, well, what I thought it was is that we were going to do a Zoom. So Isis got some makeup <laughs> on. Done did her hair mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and got her wine right and only to find out that we were doing a Skype. And you know what I say? Fuck Skype. Anyway, I love ice, you guys. It's been my a minute. Well, because you put ice in wine. You're, you're one of the small reasons that you're my people is you put baby, ice in wine. Baby, I, I drink box wine. It, see, if we were doing a Zoom, you would have saw my shirt. It says, <laughs> I love box wine and it has a franzia label right under it which is what i'm drinking right now <laughs> damn that's, oh, yeah. that's what my wife drinks yeah nice. your, your boy here also had to i have today was the first time i left the house in a while se- several days uh not quite a week i think i went to the grocery store last thursday morning but uh today uh, some friends of ours had a baby and we cooked a, a meal for them and then left it on their porch and then texted them that it was ready <laughs> as we sat wow. in the car and waved. But, uh, 
on the way back, I was like, well, we need to, I've been in the house for two and a half weeks. I am out of liquor. So we had to hit a liquor store on mm. the way home because I was out of both bourbon and rum. And, uh, I've, I've officially put down the beer. I think I'd, I didn't even buy any more for me. I was like, I, yeah, I've I'm, dr- I'm going to tell you something. I feel you. I feel you so hard. I, I did, a, I did an alcohol run. Or, or what I like to call an adult beverage run, mm-hmm. yesterday myself. Of course. Mostly because I'm also homeschooling my child. Ooh. And let me you have to stay lubed for that. That, yeah, so I'm working full time. My husband, so just to set a scene, right? And I am a little inebriated right now, just to let you know, because I've been pre-gaming for a while. So, <laughs> so just to kind of set yes. a scene, I have been uh, for the past three weeks uh, homeschooling our child, working full time. Steve is home, my husband, uh, working full time as well, and they are still sending fucking work for my child to do. And <laughs> let me tell you, it th- th- this is the thing. My son is in fifth grade, and I. Re- I have a master's degree. I have an MBA. My husband has a master's in computer science. We thought we were smart people. We thought. (laughs) We are not. We are not smarter than a fifth grader. I'm just telling you that right now. (laughs) My child can do math in his head that I can't even process. And I'm like, am I doing this in the calculator correctly? Seriously, this is where I'm at. I need to be drinking teachers need to be paid fuck ton more god bless them and i i i had to buy i mean there was tito's there was beer there was rum involved in my alcohol rum uh run and um and a box wine i i'm but and here's the thing you're only limited to two so you have to buy the biggest quantity that you can of two things. <laughs> so I bought two bottles of the the, the handles of, of Tito's, two box wines, two cases of freaking beer. Shit's real, y'all. Well, before I ask you what you've been watching on the TV, uh, Isis, I know I know that spreadsheet's gonna is like your go-to game right now. Um, Dan, you and I talked before the podcast started. You are getting low on alcohol as well, aren't you? I am, yeah. Um, there's a liquor store at the bottom of my building. It's still open. I'm not saying I won't do it. We'll find out. <laughs> and you live in Chicago, so it's much more dangerous to you go for you to go down to the bottom of your building to get alcohol than it is for anybody else in this podcast to go like five miles down the road into the liquor store, right? Suburb I life. Late- <laughs> I got latex. I got a face mask. I got a. I got a hoodie. It. 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 It happens. Life. Okay, if you. I, I think you should refill your liquor uh, cabinet, but what you need to do is make sure you, when you glove up, saran wrap or duct tape your sleeves. Like, go full Walking Dead apocalypse here. Tuck your sleeves into the gloves, wrap them up with tape, tuck your your shoes, your pants into your shoes. Like, don't let anything in. I think yeah, that'd be or smart. Just get a box of wine delivered to my front stoop. We'll see. I'll 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 do something. <laughs> All right, so um, I don't go without alcohol, Dan. It's not recommended by me or the Surgeon General. All right, (laughs) Isis, what have you been watching? What have you been watching while you've been quarantined? Okay, so what have I been watching? Nothing good. Um, I'm gonna (laughs) say that that you know I've been I've been letting 
Twitter tell me what to watch uh, because I only really have time to do it during the weekends. I am literally still working full time. By the way, if someone needs a job, hit me up on the on the Twitter. Um, I may have a job for you if you're in the IT, uh, you know, kind of line of work. Um, you know, so anyway, just want to plug that in because I know a lot of people are hurting out there, don't have jobs. Um, and if I can help anybody, I most certainly want to do that. Uh, so first thing is this, uh, you, and I will, the company that I work for will remain nameless unless you reach out to me. <laughs> so the first thing I've been watching is, is going to be Tiger King, right? And yes. I'm not going to lie. I fell, I fell for the hype. Yeah, I fell for the hype. I was just like, all right, let me go ahead and see, you know, how this is going to play out. Because it cannot be as insane as I think it is. And I'm going to tell you. I only raised an eyebrow one time, but here, but I'm in the select view. I live in Louisiana, just for reference, right? I live in Louisiana, and the people in Louisiana, I'm not from here, just want to clarify that. The people here are fucking crazy, okay? Insane. Insane. And so there is nothing you can show me in that um in that i don't even know what to call it documentary i don't know short series i don't know what they're calling it docudrama Um, docudrama. thank you see dan you sexy thing that's that's right (laughs) so i'm gonna tell you there was nothing at all that they could show me except for the gay thruple that wasn't so gay that raised my eyebrow went hmm okay now maybe i'm intrigued but the the exotic animals, the uh, selling of the animals, all of those different things, we actually had it, um, it near our hometown here in um, in Shreveport, Louisiana, in Bossier City, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had our own, if you will, you know, uh, zoo uh, for tigers. We had one for apes. Um, we have one that wait, uh, wait, wait, for... we did? Yes, it got shut down. Is this before I moved back here? Yes, it was. Um, So, you know, before, when that legislation kind of went through the wickets, that's when that all ended up getting closed down here in in Louisiana um, because we had an exotic zoo um, in our town. We had, you know, one that was for strictly for monkeys, that they used to be, those monkeys had been used for animal testing. There was a whole lot of drama involved in that. Um, someone's finger got bit off, not a whole arm, but a finger. Um, anyway, it was super crazy. <laughs> not a whole, a whole arm. a lot of drama. Yeah, you know, super, it was super dramatic. And, um, and so anyway, it just didn't like rise to the occasion for me. And so, um, I, I, so I watched that one. I did watch um love is blind and this is a person who does not watch reality shows but be i uh, well let me caveat that love in love is blind is absolutely legit i love that fucking show i absolutely love that show because it is a fucking dumpster fire like i'm watching this and i'm going oh my god and i'm in my house and I'm like, who else is watching this? Because this is fucking insane. Um, and so I watched that one and highly recommend it for its insanity. But I will. And again, I'm not a, a person who likes reality shows or anything like that, um, except for shout out to Flavor, Flavor of Love. Shout out. <laughs> and Respect, uh, 
Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Dan. I knew you would, you and me with the whole I thing were there. And so um, I watched that. I will say I watched Schitt's Creek. Um, I wasn't an early adopter on Schitt's Creek. I was a late one. And um, I feel like my life has been made better for watching it. So um, His finale was last night, wasn't it? It was. It was on Pop. Um, I am not going to say anything if anybody hasn't watched the, the finale. Um, but I think it will go down as the best show finale um, probably in a very long time. I mean, I definitely think it rivals Game of Thrones. Booyah. Damn, throw down the um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I mean, seriously, I, uh, Schitt's Creek was to me a kind of a revelation because um, I didn't, I'd heard about it. And uh, then I finally got to watch it, and it was really, really good. And then um, Zoe's Playlist, I've been watching that. And that's a relatively new TV show, and I love it because people break out in song and dance, and that's kind of my fucking thing. So that's okay. it. Wow. That's, I've been watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu, which has really been enjoyable. It's kind of like Big Little Lies because it's got Reese Witherspoon oh, really? in it, right? It's got the big little lies aesthetic to it, but it's all takes place in the eighties and nineties. So it's all these pop culture references. They have a lot of Lance Morissette playing uh, over things. It's really like it's really really good show. I I'm not su- I'm surprised that not more people are talking about the show. Um, I've enjoyed it. I'm like Smith though. I've been watching The Walking Dead. Obviously, I'm watching Westworld. There's not a lot of things I haven't watched at this point. So I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping it was just kind of my job, but I'm kind of hoping something new pops up pretty soon. Like I've got like I'm 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 anxiously looking forward to The Last Kingdom season four. I'm really hoping that comes out. It hits hits the you know hits the bricks running. I'm really excited for that. Um, oh yeah, no no I I completely agree. I'm I'm ready for something action. You know, like some a real drama to grab me the way like Game of Thrones did. Sorry, Westworld just doesn't do it for me. Even though the the people they have in their cast is fucking amazing. I mean, when you have Tandy Newton, Tandy mm. Newton, mm. and I just for me it's just not it's not a show for me. Um, but I, I'm ready for a drama to drag me into their world and just make me feel things. So yeah, you should you should watch great. Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu. It'll probably get you in. It's probably it's a also devs. I don't know if this is my I don't know if this is your your uh, area right here, but devs on FX. Um, it's a really good show. I thought it was gonna be like uh, they the way they the way they touted it, the way they marketed the show before it came out. It seemed like um, one of those shows that was gonna be like Westworld, but it's absolutely nothing like Westworld. It's um, good. It's it's actually good. It's really fucking good. It's got the guy who played um, Nick uh, Offerman. Park, Nick Offerman on from uh, yeah. Parks and Rec. As and like the evil Mark Zuckerberg. He's great. Yeah, he, you can you you been watching show, Dan? Have you been watching it? Yeah, I I I just picked it up. Um, it's it, it it's like Westworld. If Westworld were like a lot subtler and had a lot more focus and like didn't just read like a PhD dissertation on AI. But as a show, like yeah. devs to me like is kind of like the the enjoyable version of Westworld. I've been liking it a lot. I, I just started watching it. Really good pacing. Well, I'm gonna uh, watch that movie. too. I enjoy it. 
Yeah, I'm going to watch that. I mean, it sounds like something that is right up my road because, I mean, I've, I think we've already established I am not smarter than my fifth grader. So I I, I believe I need something a little bit lo- lower key. It's also it's also got Allison Pill in it from uh, Star Trek Picard. Uh, it does, yeah. She's, re- she's really good. She's She kind of surprised me because if you watched Star Trek Picard, which is another show you guys should be watching from uh, CBS All Access, um, she she was kind of the 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 – out of this, you know, kind of like the standoffish character who was kind of goofy and all that kind of stuff, but you know, she's really kind of like this dark, domineering character in Debs, and it's just kind of a, a complete turnaround for me. It's like, wow, this show's the, out of all the things Allison Pill has done. Why did you pick the one that's on the CBS streaming site? That because no I one just watches? watched it. That's why. That's because I just watched Picard. Okay. Everybody watched Picard, man. What? What? Okay, tell me. I'm what, not where gonna watch you? Picard. I'm not gonna pay for CBS All Access. I'm not a Star Trek fan, and <laughs> I, and what else do they have? Yeah, I pay for oh, Disney yes. Plus, but I'm not paying for that. Hey, they got a, the Twilight got a 30 day free trial. Yeah, you can watch the Star Trek shows now for until April, the end of this month. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're for free. for free. So there you go. There you go. Yeah, you thank you, Smith. Thank you, CBS so, All Access, for that check. Dan, Dan, what are you, yes. what are you watching besides devs? Y'all covered a lot. I've been watching um, Pedro Casal, watching Shit's Creek, watching devs, watching Westworld. The other thing I've been watching lately that is not a new show, but just really quickly, I had never seen any of um, like the Danny McBride stuff on HBO, and I watched <laughs> The Righteous Gemstones because mm. I heard it was good, uh, and and I liked it, which has Walton yeah. Goggins, your justified favorite, and I liked it enough to go back and try Eastbound and Down, which I'd never seen before, mm. um, <laughs> which... I'm liking quite a bit. I'm almost at the end of it now, and I might go on to Vice Principles after. I'm not fully. That is a must. You have. To, it's required. It's required. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's so, uh, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna tell you, Vice Principles was not really hot for me, but Eastbound and Down. Oh my God! I, there were quotes that I say to this day, like with friends that I know have watched the show, and that I just absolutely love. And and here's the thing: there's going to be a couple of seasons that are going to go by, and they end up in Mexico. And so, oh, I've watched it. I'm in the last. Oh, you're done. Now. Oh, I'm like, okay. I, I'm I'm almost done. Almost. So, I'm like three episodes away. So a little bit of. Trivia. I've inhaled the a little thing. bit. It's of been trivia. really fun. Yeah. So a little bit of trivia. So while they're in Mexico. And, you know, he's the, the Flama Blanca and everything like that. Uh-huh. I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm over here going, man, that looks, that fucking place looks really familiar. And I've never <laughs> been to Mexico, nor am I Mexican. And I'm like, that place looks really, and I, I mean, like serious, like for the literally 15 minutes, I'm going, why do I know this place? Dude, that shit's filmed in Puerto Rico. And I have been to the places that they're filmed. <laughs> Like, I, that's the reason why I recognized it. It's not really Mexico. It's Puerto Rico. Um, and so that was, a, for me, of course, being from Puerto Rico and being able to recognize, um, you know, the background, the backdrop and everything. And, and the reason why you can, you can really tell is because the flat top houses um, and the, the railings and stuff like that, it's like dead giveaway that that's Puerto Rico because of hurricanes. And I won't get into all that. But anyway still love Danny McBride um his first 
three episodes of Eastbound and Down sealed it for me. And my husband to this day still looks at me and goes, why do you find that man just hilarious? He is just wonderful. Vice principals. I actually found um, uh, uh, Walter... Walter Coggins, right? Walter. Yes. Like, like Walton. It's not Walter. Walton. It's a dumb name. Yeah. Um, I found him much funnier than, than Danny McBride. Like, I, I really did. And then when I saw, um, you know, the uh, Righteous Gemstones, right. I think I think Corey and I just talked about for that for ages because it really is, you know, it's not all about him. It's about everybody yeah, on that cast. Yeah, ensemble. And it's so amazing. And the comedic casting, uh, it was just, um, it really, you know, it, for me, after the kind of downturn for me for Vice Principals, that was like, yes, he's back. He's he's doing his stuff like he should be. So um, I felt like he was, he was smoking his own, you know, hype, if you will, <laughs> with Vice Principals. And then, then with the Righteous Gemstones, it really brought it up to another level. I mean, Corey, do you feel that way? I, I don't know if you do. I just I said that. I know we talked about it. <laughs> no, I, he's a scene stealer in pretty much every show he's in. So going back to the shield. So he. Uh, oh, he's, yeah. He just he is just a great Even presence. Sons of Anarchy, too. Yeah, he was fantastic in Sons of Anarchy. And, uh, you know, in, in, in the seasons. But yeah. No, but but in seasons where they were severely lacking in anything interesting, he was he was great. Uh I, I think that show flamed out super hard. Uh, but a good example of a show I stuck with, even though it was bad. But And speaking Anarchy. of... Uh, yeah, Anarchy, yeah. I thought it okay. went off the rails hard uh, by the end. Way hard. <laughs> uh, I'm, speaking of that, I'm actually... The, the other thing that I'm binging... And I'm, doing, I'm not a good binge watcher. Never have been. Uh, even short shows, like I'm watching The Office right now, which I've never seen front to back. <laughs> Like I've only really, ever, only ever caught it here and there. You know, I watched oh, the first here season. We go. Here we go. Yeah. Here so go. let's give. I'll give a hot take on if we want to argue <laughs> for ten minutes. Do it. Michael Scott sucks. He's not redeemable. He's racist, homophobic, sexist, stupid, bully. And I'm in season seven now, and he's still all those things. He's not redeemable. I don't understand. He's not endearing. I don't understand why people like it. everybody else in the show is great. He is an asshole. I can't wait for him to leave. Maybe I can actually make it through. And I, here's the thing. I don't. The reason I never get in the office. I don't like cringe humor at all. Just not my thing. And uh, uh, and all if the, the only thing is funny is like <laughs> Michael Scott's racist. It's like yeah, it's hilarious. I guess I don't understand why people are laughing. I, and I'm not saying that as like a triggered person. I'm saying it like it's just. It, all of his things that people find funny, I think, are so lazy. I don't know. I just, I don't like his character, and I can't wait for him to leave because I'm a big James Spader fan. So let's get let's get to the James Spader <laughs> stuff. <laughs> well, I, you yeah, know, no, Michael I, Scott. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Somebody else jump in because I feel no, like we're no, all. I was going to say. I, so here's the thing. I like the original Office, the British version of the Office, and people are like, "Oh, you're too, you're so fucking snooty, blah blah blah," and everything. And I'm like, "Nobody no, likes I that just, show." Yeah, I just, I don't. I'm not a big fan of of, uh, of that guy either. And I'm just kind of like, "Nah, I'm good." Um, you know, I, I just, it doesn't entice me. Um, there are some new shows that are coming out that um, Miss America. 
that to me has me as a feminist, if you will, um, has me very excited. It's going to be, I believe, on Hulu or whatever. And it has Kate Blanchett, Rose Brin, um, Sarah Paulson's in it, Margot Martindale. And it really talks about the, the feminist movement and, you know, about the equal rights you know, amendment that that whole entire era and uh, Kate Blanchett is playing uh, Phyllis Schlafly. And uh, I just, I cannot, that's one thing that I can't wait to see because I think it's going to be interesting to, to see that, how that all plays out. And for those uh, people who paid for Disney plus um, I am um, for vision and Wanda WandaVision. Is that what it's called? I think. Yeah. WandaVision. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, WandaVision. Um, I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited about the spinoff with, um, uh, what do you call it? What's his name? I, I can't even Falcon and the Winter Soldier thing. Yeah. Um, so I paid, you know, for, for um, you know, Disney Plus, and I will say that, and I, and I did it with the guise of I was doing it for my child, and I will say that I probably watch it more than he does. I'll admit it here. Um, sure. but, uh, so I've watched, um, I can't wait to watch those. I watched Lock and Key. I watched Hunters. Hunters yeah, is excellent. I, I was, uh, well, well, I was, I wanted to talk about it cause I was the one who told you guys about Hunters. What did, yeah. you know, early on, what did you guys think of the show? Well, I watched it pretty soon as it came out. I didn't know what you were talking about whenever you said it, like in our little group chat, you were like, um hunters and i was like oh yeah i forgot i watched that show but it was really actually really good like the entire cast of that show was great and the premise and i can't even i don't i don't want to say anything about the the final twist in the finale because you know obviously that's too many spoilers even for our podcast but um that final twist made that entire show worth watching it's one of those shows that when you watch every episode and you get to that final episode and you're like, oh my god, did that just really fucking happen? This whole goddamn time I didn't know this was going to happen? You're like, oh, wow, this was a goddamn good show, and I'm glad I watched it. What did you think about that final twist without giving any spoilers away? Well, Hello? I mean, yeah, no, I, I thought you were giving it to somebody else, because I feel like I've just, like, hogged this whole entire podcast today. But It's okay, know. because you haven't been on for so long that we missed you so much. You can talk as much as you want to. Oh, thank oh, you. So, you know, I really, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I, I was very obvious uh, between my messages in our group chat that I was like, oh, my God, this shit is the bomb. Um, and, you know, and I wasn't even completely through the entire series. I was really impressed with it. Had some great, great actors in it. Um, even the, the one guy who um, did uh, How I Met Your Mother, who was, you know, really great. My favorite scenes were like kind of the cut scenes where it wasn't action, but they look like little commercials um, and, oh, and yeah. really got you to think. And um, which I thought, you know, again, that's why I kind of told you guys, because I was like, you know, this is kind of thought provoking. And, you know, I felt like. You know, there were, yes, there were some issues with the show, um, but for the most part, very well done. Um, and, um, you know, kind of telling on the world that we live in now, especially with this show that takes, you know, place back in 1977. Um, so, you know, things that were happening 
or it, you know that the premise are happening in this in 1977 we can kind of show a direct link of how those things are happening in our world today and that's what i really enjoyed of it um Al Pacino i don't know was fucking amazing though wasn't he 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 was he he really was i mean that whole ensemble was was incredible um and 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 here's the thing at the end you're no you're left wanting more and that's i think a good tell of a good show for me um but i'm really interested to hear Corey thone and what his thoughts were on that show did you watch it thone what show Hunters. Welcome to Take the Black, guys. If you haven't been no, listening Hunters. To us for... Yeah, that's what I yes. thought. No, I, I checked out because I didn't watch Hunters. So I wasn't. I was waiting until they I talked about a show I'd seen. I haven't seen Hunters. Okay. Okay, well, then you need to do it. That's, that's the problem with Amazon Prime. They have so, they have some really great shows like uh, The Boys, season one. They're, season, they're unique. Yeah. The Boys is fucking amazing. And season two is coming out when, Dan? Dan, when is that coming out? For like next year, maybe? I don't know. Oh, they, uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, you you talked to you and I talked about when they, that was going to happen. I guess you forgot that. Um, uh, well, okay. I, I will of course say you don't. Mid twenty twenty, it says. There you go. I'm sure that's been pushed so back. I'm going to tell you guys but right you know, now. now. I watched Avenue Five, which is an HBO show. So uh, you boo! Boo! I watched it. Yeah. So disappointing and just what a, what a nothing show that was. And so much good talent behind it, but yeah, I was very scared, baby. It's a curse. <laughs> and they renewed it. I don't know what? why they renewed That's it, but it's, it's coming back. That was just like not even a half form idea. It was like a third formed idea. They just gave a bunch of money to and let it get out there. I don't know what happened with that yes. show. I didn't was not a fan. I wasn't either, but I watched it. I watched all the episodes thinking that eventually it will get better. Like, I was like, okay, no, it has to get better. Like, you cannot have the the um, talent so stacked like it is and it not get better. And it didn't. And th- there were times where it delivered a couple of chuckles, yeah. but it was not. Yeah, it just wasn't sustainable, and I was so disappointed because um, one of the actresses that's on that show, I have been waiting for her to kind of break out, and she has. She's a British actress. Um, I'm looking for her name feverishly right now, uh, but she, she was on she this play? British. Um, she she played the main um, girl that that was helping the the captain. Um, oh my gosh! Anyway, she was in. Be, yes, the engineer. She was she was on Being Human, um, the BBC version of Being yeah, Human, yeah. and I absolutely fell in love with her. I thought she was amazing. She was the ghost in that show. Um, watch Being Human, BBC version, not the American version. You will you will thank me later. Anyway, so I'm watching. You know, I I saw her on there, and she's been on a couple of other shows that have just not been able to kind of launch, right. and. Um, and I was really, really rooting for her on this show because I just really felt like this was her moment. She could really shine in there. And and while I like her on the show, it's not enough for me to keep watching the show. So um, I'm with you, man. I just I, I can't get behind it. And I will not be watching season two. Um, I don't care who the fuck they put in it. I volunteered to review that show thinking that if the guy behind Veep is making it, <laughs> And they have Hugh Laurie in the lead. 
And, you know, Josh Gad, who's something. And it, it looks like they're spending a lot of money on it, making it like a big statement piece. They must have confidence in it. And I was shocked by, like, how just not thought out anything was. They're like, where are the jokes? Where's the humor? Like, what are you satirizing? Why are these characters here? Like, that bickering couple, what were they there for? That, like, burnt out from what was he there for? Yeah, it was bad. It was straight up bad. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta was. tell you, I mean, any, any show that keeps... I'm the I'm like the vulture of the group. I'll watch any show for any reason whatsoever. And I stopped watching that show. That's how bad it was. Like in episode three, I was like, eh, fuck it, I'm done. I'm out. So well, I mean, it's gotta be really episodes fucking bad. Have a three episode Yeah, I mean normally an episode has like a three limit rule for me. You will get three episodes for me. I actually right. watch the entire series because in hopes that with such a stacked cast that it would get better. And then again, you know, there were a couple of times where I would laugh. There were. And I was like, oh, well, maybe they're picking up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe they're picking up steam. No, it was a fucking fake out. Okay. And um, it just was, it, it, it was so lackluster. I, I was so disappointed. You know, speaking of Veep, yeah. Spe- yeah. speaking of Veep, I've been watching a show. That's got a, a a former cast member from there, um, Timothy Simons, who played Jonah on Veep. He is in um, Briar Patch, a show on USA that stars Rosario Dawson. And it's kind of like a um, I don't know, like a Pulp Fictiony type show. It's really cool, really sexy type show where they and it all takes place in West Texas, which you wouldn't think a sexy show would take place in West Texas, but it really is pretty fucking good. And Timothy Simons. Who played John and Beep? He has this character who is absolutely bonkers crazy, and you don't see him until this. Like they're they're about to head into their season finale um, next week. So like the penultimate episode of the first season, he he finally shows his face. You've only heard his voice the entire season. You've only heard his voice as this crazy preacher type guy on the radio, and they finally reveal who he is. And you're like, oh my god, what a great reveal! But he's so fucking good in the show. Like every time he talks, you're like, "Oh my god!" I instantly recognize that voice. And then he, when he shows his face, he did such a great job. I would just give him all the guest starring role or whatever you want to give for rewards like Emmys. He really earned it in Briar Patch. But Briar Patch comes from you at the USA Channel, which you don't get really anything good from USA, right? That's where all the trash comes from. Like I watched uh, Dirty John. The, my secret shame. I watched Dirty John last year from uh, USA, and I was like, okay, maybe I'll pay attention to a little, a few more shows. And no, nothing's been good. Then Briar Patch comes around. I'm like, okay, it's got Rosario Dawson. I'll watch it. And sure enough, it's been pretty fucking excellent. So there's a surprise show I didn't even think about until y'all started hang talking on, about it. Hang on, couple things I have to interject here with. First of all, Dirty John wasn't on USA. Dirty, Dirty it, John was on it, it Bravo. It played on USA. Okay, it played on USA at some point. Maybe. Secondly, USA was at the forefront of like hour long procedural like cable shows with I mean you're you're was. talking are, are was I mean suits just now kind of ended, right? Like they, they and, and Mr. Robot two or three years ago was a big deal. I never watched it, but it was, was a big Mr. deal. Was Mr. Robot on USA? I thought it yeah. was yeah. epic. Yeah. No. Psych- so, and all so, the law yeah. and orders. Come on. <laughs> and, and yeah, <laughs> like I said, not to mention, you know, USA gets a pass forever for Monk and Psych and Royal Pains and uh, White Collar, all those great 
villain of the week shows, man. They they talk okay. about turn your brain off TV. That's the best. Okay. Fine, you're okay. Fine, but it hasn't been good in a while. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, that's oh, fair, but the problem is USA has got out. Like USA has got outspent, so you know mm-hmm. they they were able to make great comedies because they're cheap. But now even like networks like FX and stuff are going to be able to spend more and be more vulgar or whatever. And USA just kind of caught like, but but at the same time, like my parents' generation isn't going to find USA at eight o'clock on a Tuesday to watch some show. <laughs> so. They're kind of stuck in between, so I do feel bad. For okay, them. I I've solved the problem. USA premiered. Uh, I'm sorry, Dirty John premiered on Bravo, but the second season was on USA. Oh, so it's, see, I didn't know it had a second season. It was an eight episode podcast. How the fuck did they do that? It was <laughs> called like, Dirty John. Aren't they gonna Betty have Crawford another one? Story. Yeah, the Betty story. Yeah, aren't they the gonna have? Yeah, aren't they going to have another one? And this time the wife is the murderer or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. have um, um, what's his name? Uh, the guy from uh, Heather's. The, the uh, shit. I'm. Freddie Prince Jr. My... No, Heather's. Heather's. What the hell? Don Cheadle. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, Start no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um. So yeah, so I think there's going to even be another episode, uh, another season, if you will, of um, of something Christian like Slater. that. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Yes. There it is. Heather's... Which makes sense. Which, which Heather's... makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Look, I am a. I was born in the '70s, so '80s movies, '90s movies. That's kind of my jam. He was in Heather's. Okay, and he will be always in Heather's. Um, let's just say, uh, can we just take a pause for a moment and say that Rosario Dawson is living her best fucking life? She really is. We talked about a suck before you got yes. on, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, you did? Okay, cool. I'm so glad because she is living her best life, and I could not be more happy for her. And, um, you know, she's, I, I want her in everything and all things, and just to see her on my. Um, you know, when I when I saw her in Dale, you know, when she kind of was in the whole Marvel slash Netflix series, you know, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, yeah, Iron Fist, right? all of the things. Yes. Oh, I loved I loved all that. And then when, you know, Netflix decided to cut some of the best shows out of there, I mean, they could have for sure did away with Iron Fist because that was fucking garbage. Well, that but, was Disney's fault, not Netflix. Netflix wouldn't have cut those shows if it hadn't been for Disney+. Plus. Well, I mean, I it was a rich I, tapestry of bad decision making. It was. It was absolutely some bad decision making. But also, they're bringing back uh, what's his name from Law and Order. Did you guys see that oh, on the yeah. news? Oh yeah, Chris Maroney. Chris Maroney, or his name is Maloney. The- Maloney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maloney, yeah. He gets his own Law and Order show. Yes, he's coming back as the original um, character that he played on SVU. Wow, I thought he died in that show. He didn't die. Mm-mm. No, no, he just he. I think he went and left to do his like his own thing. I I don't know. There's so many freaking. Didn't he have like one season of a show on like NBC or something? It was like a comedy show, but he was a dad or something like yes. Jack. Or... Oh my god, you remember that? It was yes, amazing. Yes, I do. And it was only one episode, and he was an awful. Well, I don't want to say awful dad. He had his redeeming qualities. But yeah, so um, yeah, he's coming back as uh, Elliot Stabler and Stabler, all, yeah. yeah, and all women that are over the age of, <laughs> let's say, thirty-five, <laughs> did an audible, like you know, self, like, 
So I just want to let make sure that you guys. I really, I really tried to get into Happy, his show on Sci-Fi, and I. I did too. Yeah. It just wasn't good, man. Like it wasn't bad, but it was just chaos, and you know, I I don't know. I I couldn't get into it, and I went into it hoping I enjoyed it. So. Well, he was great in Oz, so there you go. He was great in Oz and funny and beat. So there. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Surviving Jack. That was the name of the TV show that was yeah, only one season where he was a he was a dad, and that, that was that was an incredible little watch too. It, you really, I mean, there were some really great. I, I wish it would have. I think it was during that writer strike. Oh man, that so killed for, so many shows. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was a good thing, but it still was a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> great for the writers, but really bad for the shows that you know if it. If it hadn't been for that, they would have probably have made it. So, yeah. Okay, so so check it out, guys. We could talk the rest of the night about shows we're watching or not watching. Like, I would love to talk about Homeland. This season of Homeland has been great. Or even, you know, like Black Monday on Showtime as well with Don Cheadle. Because, Bone, you mentioned Don Cheadle earlier. Like, it's funny, <laughs> too. Like, there's these great shows out there that we didn't get to talk about tonight. But we don't have enough time. We've been doing this podcast for an hour and a fucking half already, and I feel like we could just, we're meandering right now. We're off in the weeds, so... We absolutely are. That, that's our signature, though. Aren't we always in the weeds? That uh, is kind of our thing, and I and I feel like it's... I, I really do feel like it's my fault, so, um, you know, hey, next hey, time you guys will be back to your scheduled meandering. I, just, I don't have to invite you on this podcast. You are already a member, so you can join anytime you want to. I'm just glad you joined tonight. So... There you go. Well, I am kind of an OG member, uh, but no, I appreciate it. And I, I, to be honest, I really just miss hearing all of your voices. Uh, even, even uh, Corey Smith, uh, who hasn't said whole, a lot. Because he left, but... he left like forty-five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, I do, I do miss all of you guys. All right, so miss you too. Uh, we missed you so much, Isis, but and thanks for coming, and I hope you come back soon. Um, so, guys, if you if you got a show you love watching um, that we haven't mentioned tonight, or if you just agree or hate the, our suggestions or things we've been talking about tonight, let us know in the comments or on Twitter because, hey, um, everybody's on Twitter now, and we can all fight about something. So there you go. Um, so for myself, for Dan, for Isis, so much thank you for joining us tonight, and for Corey Smith and Corey Phone. This has been Take the Black. We'll be back in a couple weeks with Vala Armogulis. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.